Beyond the Ranch with Jay Gannon from Find the Ranch. Welcome to Beyond the Wrench. I'm your host, Jay Ganinen, and today I've got Tanner Brandt with me. Uh, Tanner is the owner of Tanner's Auto Clinic. Uh, they do mobile diagnostic work, and uh, he's also a training manager for World Pack. Today, we're really focusing on uh, talking about shops and how they're being impacted and affected by the coronavirus or COVID. And it, we, we want to just really kind of get insights into uh, people that are out there that have boots on the ground and really have a good understanding of of shop operations and and uh, people that get to see a bunch of shops and maybe even shop owners uh, Tanner falls right in line with that Tanner gets to go see uh, shops every day does a lot of training and um, and really excited to have him here and and just a preface before we get started with this these podcasts that we 're releasing on the, the more daily basis are uh, geared toward really just real time what's going on today with the coronavirus, with COVID-19, and how it's, a, how it's affecting uh, kind of our, our, our operations. And uh, so today, I, having Tanner on is a, is a really uh, great thing for us. Tanner is very well known in the industry and does, does some really, really cool, outstanding stuff and has been a supporter of Finder Wrench from the start. So uh, Tanner, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on. And Tanner, what, now walk us through a little bit. Not everybody has uh, mobile diagnostic, uh, diag- not, I can't even say Di- Diagnosticians. <laughs> Diagnosticians, yes. <laughs> mobile diagnosticians uh, in their area. Can you explain a little bit of what you do with Tanner's Auto Clinic and, and kind of uh, the, the demographic of shops that you go see and that kind of thing? Sure. So what we specialize in is working alongside repair shops, collision shops, and dealerships. If they have a vehicle that their techs are struggling to diagnose, they can call us and we'll go out and diagnose it with them. Uh, I do things a little bit uniquely as far as if the technician wants to learn and see how to diagnose it, I'm happy to have them watch and uh, teach them as I go if I can. And the other part of that business is if they put in say an engine control module or body control module and something and it needs to be programmed, then we'll go out and program it so the car doesn't have to leave the shop so that they can keep their customer in their business and it doesn't have to go elsewhere. Nice. And I'm guessing business is pretty good there. Uh, That's obviously diagnostic ability is one of the things that we need more than anything in this business. Uh, And you're able to provide that to uh, a, a whole bunch of different jobs. Yeah, yep. Business is good and getting to see a lot of different shops and different types of shops is, you know, unique as well. Um, anything from a high-end car dealer or high-end repair shop to, you know, a single bay shop, somebody that's just starting out or maybe somebody that's even on the other end of the spectrum, just kind of getting ready to get out and just looking for help that, you know, doesn't really want to, I guess I would say, stay up on technology or something because they're at that age where they're ready to retire. So we get to see, you know, all different types of shops on the spectrum. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And what about the, the world pack training? Uh, what, uh, what all are you doing with the training? What kind of classes are you running and, and kind of what, what is your role there? Sure. So 
WorldPAC does technical and management training, and all of our trainers are specialists in their field. So on the technical side, we'll have diagnostic guys that strictly do stuff like I do, that um, have a specialty, whether it be, say, pressure transducers, um, it could be you know communication stuff, or specialists as far as uh, vehicle line specialists. We have BMW specialists and Volvo specialists and Mercedes specialists and uh, Asian specialists, guys that just work on Toyota and Lexus products or Honda, things like that. And then on the management side as well, we have um, what's called smart groups. And those are groups of people that do meetings all the time, uh, gives people the ability to be part of something. And then the management trainers could do anything from leadership training to um, running your business numbers, things like that. Uh, selling diagnostics, you know, all kinds of different things. And we basically cover all of us and Canada. So it's nice to be able to help and give back. And that's really what we're all about. Yeah, that's, that's cool. And you've got more passion and more drive in this industry than about anybody. I think I, you, uh, uh, it's it's always refreshing to talk to you because you you really do have a passion about this business and it's it's uh, it's really cool to see. Well, thank you. Yeah. So let's talk today. Uh, uh, we'll have you back on to to dive more into uh, some of the other management and and really technical side of things. But today our focus really is on on helping shops kind of weather the storm here with uh, coronavirus and and so what we're doing is we're really just talking to a whole bunch of people and trying to get that, uh, you know, boots on the ground story of what's going on out there. How are guys doing? How, how, how are shops doing in general? And, and just see everything that impacts us, just try to be prepared for it and see what we can do to, to help shops out. So what are you seeing out there, Tanner? I mean, are, are you seeing so far, we're, we're probably fairly early into this whole coronavirus thing, but are you uh, seeing shops operate as normal or are you seeing some adaptations to, you know, schedule changes, anything like that? Uh, what are you seeing when you're going out to see these guys? So for the most part, we've been really fortunate because the automotive industry was one of the few industries that the government looked at and said, hey, you're a necessity. We need to keep vehicles moving. We need to keep trucks moving so that supplies can continue to get delivered. So we've all been very fortunate in that aspect that for the most part, everyone's at least able to keep their doors open. Yeah. So with that said, most of my shops are pretty busy. Uh, there is a couple that have slowed down some. Um, but for the most part, like I was at a shop just yesterday, uh, they were taking, they thought they had taken about 40 calls yesterday. So mm -hmm. what they were seeing yesterday was all of the business that they had quoted for the last six months, people that didn't have time to get it done yep. now have two weeks off or three weeks off or whatever they have. So they're scheduling to get their vehicles brought in. So that's yeah, that's at least a really good thing right now that's happening. Um, I have heard of some dealerships that were closing down and I think that may have been, you know, I guess a decision that they made that either their HR department made or whatever, and they closed the sales department and then the service department went with it or something like that. But for the most part, everybody has stayed open. So that's, you know, a really big benefit, I think, to the general community is that you can still you know, take advantage of the time that you've got off. If you yeah. have something that needs to be fixed, you can get it taken care of and support the local businesses. That's a good point in general. And one that I hadn't maybe thought about as much is, 
is a lot of these people that would travel for their normal day-to-day job uh, are home and it's a really good opportunity to, to get them taken care of. And I, I see a lot of shops that are offering the free pickup and delivery or the, I saw a, a shop that had white glove service in terms of making sure everything was perfectly clean and they were advertising that. Uh, so if, you, if they have the time right now and you can pick it up, they don't even have to leave their house uh, there, there's probably a lot of benefit there for a, for an end consumer, uh, you know, to, to get some of that stuff that they've been waiting on done. Right. For sure. And the pickup and drop off delivery thing is a huge thing right now. Uh, there's some people obviously that are either a can't leave their home because they're immunocompromised or people that are you know, scared to leave their home. So you can take advantage of that right now and try to help them. Um, yeah. And the biggest thing in order to do that is you've got to market yourself. I mean, that's a good friend of mine just uh, posted a video last night talking about marketing. He's like a marketing genius. His name's David Roman. And he was talking about the, the need for marketing in a shop right now. You know, some shops are going to look at that. They're going to possibly be slow and they want to cut stuff. But marketing is going to be huge right now, even yeah. if you're not spending money. You know, everybody is going to be on social media right now. They're all cooped up at home if they don't have anything to do. Um, If their work has shut down and they're just sitting there, they're all going to be on social media. So it's a perfect opportunity to get in front of a lot of people for not a lot of money and let them know that you're going to be doing pickup and drop off services. Uh, Let them know that you're staying open. Um, And then the big thing too, I think is considering the ones that aren't on social media, some of your uh, retirees or you know, clients that are maybe in their late seventies, early eighties, that it might be a good idea to send out some direct mailers or something right now to them in the next week to try to get those ones in as well. Interesting. I, I hadn't thought about that, but they're, they're probably the most impacted right now in, in terms of not being able to leave their homes. And, and I, the social media thing to me, what you, you kind of hit on a point there that I thought was interesting is this could be a really good opportunity for shops that haven't been good at social media in the past that haven't put the effort into it to really start to learn Facebook and, and maybe even LinkedIn and some of the, the impact some of these platforms can have uh, by just simply updating what's going on in your shop. I think as a, as a nation right now, we're wanting to support small businesses. And I think the transparency from the shop side in, in telling that story through social media, which costs nothing is, is, is a really, really cool thing to do. And, and I, I think, you know, I, you, you hit a great point there. I think it's just a perfect opportunity for people to, to really get out there. Not everybody's comfortable going in front of a camera, but even if you're not uh, taking photos of the shop and taking photos of your waiting area and taking photos of you cleaning things so people know that you're, you know, having, having a nice clean shop, um, I think is a big deal. So that's, a, that's an excellent, excellent point. I, I love that. Yeah. And to go further with that, I think one of the things too with for the shops that may not be comfortable with social media, um, there's a lot of kids that are home right now for school. And I can tell you right now that that's something you should be taking advantage of because they're very comfortable with social media. Yeah, And I'm sure that most of their parents and maybe it's your own kids would you know, love to, <laughs> their parents would love to get them out of the house. So if you have a neighbor <laughs> that you can ask and they have kids, you know, I'm sure they can help you. That's, I laugh all the time. My parents are not great with uh, technology or social media and my niece is phenomenal with it. So she helps them all the time. And my father, I just gave him an iPad for Christmas and she's helping <laughs> one of use FaceTime and stuff on it. So if you're worried, you know, 
ask for help. The kids are around and they're used to it. So they can help you and help you create content and things like that too. And yeah, I, that's a great point. And, and it gives them exposure to the business side too, right? To, to learn something that they might be able to apply, you know, as they get out and, and to be professionals down the road uh, to see a, a different side of a business that maybe they, they haven't seen before. So I, and something they're super comfortable with, which is social media. Uh, I, I, I just really, really like that idea too. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I've thought a lot about right now too, is the apprenticeships right now you've got colleges and then you've got high schools that kids are home. So, you know, you can look at getting apprentices for your shop to help you. And you can look at getting apprentices for people that are marketing, um, people that are business majors. You can get, you know, juniors and seniors that are taking college club courses, maybe for business or for marketing right now. That's a big opportunity because they've got nothing to do. Basically, they're going to be stuck at home. Uh, they're going to need schoolwork to do. And I'm sure the schools would love to have them do something that's in the wheelhouse of what they want to do. Sure. Um, and that's going to help your you know, community too. going to help with getting you connected with a school. And one of the biggest things that I try to drive home when I speak at schools all across the nation is that there's so many different areas that a kid can go into. So it's not just automotive yeah. and you know, the marketing side, business side and stuff. So I think that's something shops should really consider right now is looking into what can I you know, get for students and how can they help me? If I need help with marketing, I can certainly ask for a marketing student. If I need help with, uh, you know, automotive repair, I can ask for that too. Or if I want somebody to come in and talk with customers, I can ask for somebody for business that can help. You know, that's a good cheap option right now to get your name out there too. That's a, that's an excellent point. And I, I, I think this just, I, I, I always kind of say this, and I, I said this in 2008 when I was working with Bobcat dealers, but I think this is very similar in, in the terms of like, we don't know what's going to happen. But right now, there's some great opportunities to come out of this stronger than you went into it, right? And that's a, that's a really, really good like, example of something that you could do uh, to make yourself stronger as, as we go back and bus business gets really, really busy again. So uh, I man, that's, that's, uh, that's some good stuff. Oh yeah. And being somebody that went through it in 2008, I was actually graduating. And, uh, <laughs> so I graduated high school in 2007 and was starting college in 08. So when I came out of college, it was very uncertain and certainly hard for me to find apprenticeships while I was in school. So I have yeah. a feeling that that will become a thing again. Um, where dealerships are kind of hesitant to take on students and things like that. So if you can, I think it's a great opportunity to take advantage of it because I have a feeling, especially going into, I mean, we're in March, so we've only got, you know, a couple months till summer anyways, they're going to be looking for summer apprenticeships. So if you can score one now before, you know, anybody else does and have first shot at it, I think it's a great move to do so. Yeah. And it's a, a we talk about the technician shortage in general and and this is a way that you can impact that from a shop level to bring somebody in and start growing them yourself. And, and really, you know, I, I think be proactive with it, not from a shop standpoint. I think everybody's so used to sitting on their heels and waiting for people to come ask them to go work there, but really get a relationship with the local school, see what interest there is in, in automotive or diesel and, and really, you know, if there is those, if there are those opportunities to, to bring somebody in, bring a young person in to uh, learn the business and at least, you know, start learning some of the basics. 
uh, that could put them on a, a career path that really helps you out down the road too, as a shop owner or shop manager. Uh, I, I think that's great, great advice. Yeah, for sure. And since you brought up the technician shortage, I'll touch on you know one other point that I think um, you gotta be careful, I guess, of how I word this because I don't want to <laughs> upset people, but there's going to be a lot of technicians that are going to become looking for a job. Uh, yep. They may still be employed or ones that may have been laid off. Uh, there are going to be some shops that are not going to market and they're just going to close their doors out of fear or uh, speculation. And those guys may need a home. So I don't want to tell you to poach technicians by any means, but there's right. certainly going to be you know technicians that are out there looking. So you know, I think we're going to go back to, you know, 08, 09, where did we have a technician shortage then? Yes, but was it as bad as what it is now? Not nearly. So I think you're going to see an influx. So if, you know, you're a business that you can weather the storm and you can take advantage of that. Um, certainly, I'm not telling you to go to the shop across the road and offer to take the technicians and poach them. But with that said, there's going to be some people out there that are going to be looking for help and are probably going to be looking for jobs. I agree. And I, we, we constantly preach this in, in terms of uh, from the finder wrench side of getting your job out there and getting, getting it visible, right? Because you're not, so you're not poaching technicians. You are really advertising your job and you need to make it attractive enough for somebody who wants to go to your job. That's, that's a, that's a challenge in normal times. And I think right now is a, is a really good opportunity to get aggressive uh, in, in trying to get good techs in your door. Uh, and especially if you're a well-run shop uh, that, you know, has a good reputation, uh, now is a great, great time to really get that out and, and get exposure to your job and, and take, it, take advantage of a kind of a crappy situation, right? Like it, it is, it's not great that coronavirus is going around all the world, but, but it, I, I just truly think like once this is through, you're going to have a pent up demand for everything. Uh, people are going to be bursting at the seams wanting to get out. So uh, I, I think, I definitely think that's a, that's a strong move and just, just getting, you know, exposure to your business to technicians, even if they don't move now, it might be something down the road where they, you know, they have something in mind and, and uh, I don't, you know, even after we go back and life gets back to normal after this, I think, a lot of shops are going to revert to what they had before, which was a really, really tough time finding people to work on stuff. So um, I, I think, uh, I think that's really, really good advice. Now we kind of talked about this off offline here at, to start, uh, but do you see any impact with parts? Uh, and, and maybe when I say that the ability to get parts, the ability for manufacturers to put out parts, obviously being, that um, I, I think for the most part, you can't have gatherings of more than, uh, depending on the day, 50 people or 10 people. Uh, is that going to have a huge impact? And especially, you know, we, we talk about parts coming from China. China's obviously been the most affected by this. Uh, have you heard anything uh, as far as parts availability or any struggle that we might have uh, going forward with that? Sure. So I've heard of a couple different things going on. You know, Mostly stuff coming from China has been an issue. Um, I've even seen stuff as far as with my end of the business, scan tools and things like that, updates for scan tools, um, support for scan tools and stuff. So the parts and then the support behind them too, uh, coming from other countries is kind of an issue. But with that said, 
for the most part, stuff that's made here, uh, everything's staying. So where I live in Greenville, it's a giant manufacturing hub. We have BMW in North America is here, ZF is here, Magna Seating, Lear Seating, uh, Drexel Meyer, a whole bunch of businesses that support BMW. We have Cabelco is here, um, just a whole bunch of manufacturing facilities. And at this point in time, from all my contacts at those, they're all staying open. Um, Good. Basically, they were all told that if they're sick, don't come in. But other than that, just continue to work as normal. Uh, I know BMW was put under uh, travel restriction. I know that my buddies that work for ZF training, they were also put under travel restriction. But the plants are still going as normal, to my knowledge. So getting parts from them should be okay. The big thing will be... Um, I think you're going to have to, if you're somebody that does a lot of dealership work, that's something you may want to look into, or I shouldn't say dealership work. If you're somebody that gets a lot of parts from your dealers, mm -hmm. uh, some of the dealerships I've been told are closing down and you're not able to get parts from them. Uh, but for the most part, I was told that, you know, our company, WorldPack, WorldPack is going to stay open. The advanced stores are staying open. Um, I would assume that O'Reilly's and places like that probably are as well. So, you know, you may have to, change around a little bit where you source your parts possibly but i think for the most part you'll be able to find them amazon could become an issue i guess too if you're somebody that has been doing that because they just changed their policy that they're not allowing shipments to the amazon centers unless it's a necessity thing right. so you know online ordering may be a problem but for the most part i think you should be okay have you heard anything about um drop shipments from dealerships? Like, will they, and I haven't heard anything about this, so I, I don't know if anybody has, but uh, if there's ability to, if, if you're a, maybe an independent repair shop, being able to drop ship from, uh, from a manufacturer through a dealership or something like that. I don't know. Have you, have you heard of anything like that? Right. I have not. Um, the biggest thing that I've heard of the dealerships that were closing was just that they totally shut down and everything was gone. Um, mm. or not everything, everybody was gone, but you could use, so there's a couple different online services that you can use to order parts and typically that's automated. So I'm not sure you know, you'd have to check with the system that you're using. If it goes directly to, you know, a parts person at your dealer and then they're the ones pulling the parts or if it, you know, automatically makes an invoice and goes to the manufacturer, I guess you'd have to look at, um, but like our company world pack, we sell OEM parts. So like, for example, ZF is one of our suppliers. So sure. we sell ZF parts. So you're still the ability to get the OEM parts that way. Yeah. And I, th I think uh, there's been a lot of dealerships that are just, they have delivery vans in general too, where they might still put that person on the road uh, because there's not as much risk. And even if yeah. it's dropping it outside of a shop or, you know, whatever, I, I still think there's, I, I, there's going to, it's going to take us all adapting a little bit, I think, but there's going to be opportunity there too. And I, there could be opportunities to figure out efficiencies that you didn't know you could do <laughs> prior to this that could right. impact the rest of your business as we go. So I, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of opportunity and I think there's a lot of, a lot of ways that you can learn about yourself and your business right now that could impact your business moving forward when it does get really, really good again, you know, and I, I don't think we're that far away from that happening. It's just uh, kind of weathering the storm here. So um, what else, I, I mean, are you seeing out there, Tanner? Is it, uh, it sounds like shops are pretty busy uh, for the most part uh, and 
those that have dropped off haven't dropped off all that much, but there's probably a little bit of nervous anticipation for what's to come, right? I think that's that's the underlying thing or the elephant in the room that I'm seeing a lot is is people scared about what's going to happen moving forward. Have you, as far as talking with shops, are are you getting that sense of nervousness or is it uh, is it pretty much just business as usual? Um, I would say it's hit or miss. I mean, some are you know real happy right now, like the one I was at yesterday, and their phones ringing off the hook. Um, other ones are certainly a little bit nervous. I have another good friend that literally just opened a new shop about two weeks ago, just built a brand new shop and moved out of his old shop to this one at his house, luckily to cut his costs. But you know, I'm sure he's a little bit nervous right now. Yeah. But I think if you're somebody that is nervous, you know, from a, this will be, I guess me talking from a financial aspect, Yeah. there's certainly some things that you can do. I mean, you can look at everybody is always guilty of having things that they don't necessarily need. So it might be a good idea to maybe try to cut costs a little bit and stop the bleeding. If you're concerned that, you know, you're going to struggle. Um, one of those things I guess I would really say is if you or your technicians are somebody that every single week buy something on the tool truck, you know, religiously they buy, I don't want to tell you to not support your tool guys because they're, going to be in the same boat you know they're going to have to eat too but it may be something worth sitting down with your employees and whatnot and talking about you know is there does somebody have an issue where they're buying stuff every week that you should be looking into are you paying for things that you might be able to do without for a month or two um i'm gonna pick on my wife she has a gym membership and stuff well right now you can't go to the gym so paying for that gym membership for the next couple months? Is it something worth paying for if you can't use it or should you, you know, cancel it and then maybe, you know, redo it when you, when all this is cleared, you know, there's certainly yeah. some things that I would say are just worth looking into if you're somebody that's worried about that. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a given any time like this. I mean, I know I've gone over my costs and for a lot of us business owners, it's also tax time. We're all terrible about waiting to the end to pay taxes. So <laughs> a bunch of us are writing checks right now anyway. So that's on top of everything else going on. But. Yeah. You're not kidding. That's a, that's a challenging time, but again, a really good point for cleaning things up that make you stronger when, you know, when it does get back to life as normal, right? Like, and I think that's a, that's a really, really good point. Now's a good time to clean up the fat, right? And, and yeah. really just kind of get your, uh, get your shop in order. And, and I, I really, the, I think that talk that you, you just brought up with the, the techs about tool spending is an important one in general. Um, and not even just related to this. It, it's something that is frustrating to me at times when you see a new tech come out of school and buy, you know, not to pick on Snap-on, but brand new Snap-on everything or brand new Mac everything or Mac Co, whatever it is. And you just see them accumulating the debt and the debt and the debt. And you're like, okay, you don't need everything to be Snap-on. You could get some Harbor Freight things or you could get some things that would get you by until you produce the income to be able to pay for them. And I, I think that financial education for technicians, I don't think it gets talked about nearly enough. Uh, and, and I think it's really, really important, especially right now. You don't know, you know, if, if your hours were to get cut or if, it, if you're on flat rate and it's impacting the amount of work coming into the shop, it, you do have to tighten up a little bit. You do have to be really smart on where you're using your money. And then when we do get back to, you know, where there isn't the worry as much, uh, it, it's probably still good practice to take. And, and from a manager standpoint or a leadership standpoint, 
just sit down and talk with your guys about, you know, hey, not to tell you what to do with your money, but do you really need that set of snap-on screwdrivers, right? Right. Will, will a Craftsman screwdriver get you by? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, it may even be something right now that is a good opportunity to talk with a financial advisor, maybe have them come in and talk with your technician. Um, I bring this up because I just met with one, you know, two weeks ago for the first time I started working with a financial advisor because I turned 30 this year and I guess that's made me decide I should probably have life insurance and everything else that an adult should have by age 30. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, on top of talking with a financial advisor, I think maybe uh, also to reach out to somebody that may know the laws in your state and stuff right now to just kind of give you a little bit of peace of mind. Uh, Like we talked about, you know, earlier before we got online here, I'm part of a young professionals group. Um, here in the Greenville called Greenville Young Professionals. And one of the girls that's on there works for ADP and she just got on and posted a little bit of information for everybody. Um, the big thing takeaway that I saw on it was uh, the fifth thing she wrote was if an employee receives unemployment benefits as a result of COVID-19 related business shutdown, will the employer be charged? Um, in our state in South Carolina, the answer to that was no, the law allows for removal of unemployment uh, charges to employers if it's a natural disaster. So knowing, having, I guess, peace of mind with your financials at this point in time would be huge for a business owner or their employees. So talking with somebody that knows the laws that can give you a little bit of guidance of what you should do, you know, worst case scenario, and also that can help your techs look at, you know, should they be spending money right now? Do they need more money in savings? And I think it would probably help an employer too, to, I don't want to say that the financial person should, you know, disclose to you or disclose to you what your employee's doing. But if you're somebody that's flat rate and your employee has no savings, you're something you should certainly know because the odds are that you're going to have to help them if it gets slow or they're going to, you know, be looking elsewhere. So, yeah you know, just being, I guess, prepared, you know, all around with financials going into something like this, it's certainly better to be safe than sorry. Well, and I, the proactive approach is a big deal. And, and I think, again, just hitting on that, that's such a great point in that if you have a financial advisor come in and it helps keep that tech financially secure through uh, any type of downturn where, you know, if they're not and they want to go to something hourly uh, that is more, maybe a little more comfortable, you're giving them an opportunity to just start looking elsewhere. Whereas if you, if you just get ahead of it and, you know, figure out ways to look at them as, as people, as human beings, as like they need to pay their bills, they need to do all of this. How are we going to get everybody through this? I think that that shows more uh, caring and shows more, uh, I don't know, just, respect, I think, to that position than a lot of maybe shop owners or managers actually do. So that's a great point. For sure. And I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. And especially I think about, you know, I'm fortunate myself, my wife don't have kids. Um, So we're not worrying about, you know, finding formula, finding diapers, you know, other than nobody can find toilet paper. That's (laughs) hopefully, hopefully that gets fixed. But man, I look at, you know, if I had a kid, the stuff that I would be worried about right now. So there's enough uncertainty, giving them some peace of mind financially and helping them out with that would 
certainly I think go a long ways and also probably help with that employee wanting to stay too through this time if it gets to you know worst case scenario they have to be laid off or something at least if you've done what you can to help them then hopefully they'll come back afterwards well that's that's showing loyalty right and that's I, I think a, a lot of shop owners that we talk to they 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 crave that loyalty from their techs but a lot of times maybe don't show it back the way that they should. And this is an excellent opportunity to, to really show your loyalty and show that, hey, we're all in this together. Let's figure this thing out. Uh, this is a, those candid conversations are huge right now. And communication in general is, is gigantic. So uh, I, I thank you today for, for being on here, Tanner. I, I really appreciate your time and the insight. There's been some excellent, excellent stuff. We'll definitely have you back on again. I'm sure I'll be bugging you. Uh, in a fairly short amount of time, but I, you know, just really giving us a, a pulse of what's going on out there. I, I truly, truly appreciate it. For sure. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll do it again soon. All righty. Sounds good. Thank you. That was Tanner Brandt. Uh, Tanner, I, maybe one thing I should have mentioned, do you have a, a website that you want to send people to, or do you have uh, co contact information if anybody ever wants to reach out to you? Sure. Um, no website as of right now, but I do have a Facebook page. So if you just look up Tanner's Auto Clinic, it will come up. Perfect. That's uh, that's perfect. So Tanner's Auto Clinic on Facebook. Uh, look him up. Tanner's a great guy, great for the industry, and and uh, just an all-around good person. So uh, appreciate it, Tanner, and thank you to everybody for tuning in. We'll 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 keep recording more of these and and really try to uh, get out what what we're trying to or what we're seeing in the industry and, and hopefully keep everybody's heads up and, and positive as we go through this and, and uh, really try to drive some progress here. So thanks to everybody for listening.